Welcome to North Douglas Church Online. I'm Pastor Rod Fair, and it is my delight to be able to share the Word of God with you today as we continue our 50-day spiritual adventure. This is Jesus' journey to Easter, and we are going to talk about the Last Supper today. In doing so, at the end of this message, I am going to lead you through the communion service. And so if you would uh, gather some emblems for yourself, a little bit of bread or a cracker and uh, a cup of juice, and uh, we will be able to share that together uh, as I close this message. We want to invite you to be a part and to be able to share with what God is speaking to the church today as we review the major events of Jesus' journey uh, to Resurrection Day. Um, I want to remind you also that you can find these messages on all of our social media pages on YouTube, Facebook, as well as our website, northdouglaschurch.com. And if you have any prayer requests, you can send them to prayer at northdouglaschurch.com and we'd be glad to pass those along to our leaders and our prayer team and pray for your request. You can also find the sermons on the podcast services that you might use, including Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts. And so uh, I hope that you're able to enjoy this entire series of messages, 50-Day Spiritual Adventure. Um, as part of the 50-Day Spiritual Adventure, I am challenging you to write encouraging notes for yourself around your home. Just put it on a post-it note and put something up uh, on your mirror or on your front door, on your fridge, and remind yourself about what inspires your faith. That could be a, a scripture verse, it could be a song lyric, or um, even a quote by a famous author. Just put something up there that will remind you to think about Jesus, remind you about your faith in God, and uh, I would love for you to be able to post it on your social media pages, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or others, and use the hashtag inspiringyourfaith. And that way, other people that click on that hashtag, we will be able to be encouraged as well as they see all the list of those encouraging notes. You know, this 50-day spiritual adventure is really going through the major events of Jesus' life as he makes his way to the resurrection. We started with raising Lazarus from the dead, and uh, we have talked about Jesus coming into Jerusalem and being able to uh, be celebrated as the Messiah, as the King. We've uh, Jason shared about uh, Jesus washing the disciples' feet and being that kind of servant leader. And today we'll talk about the Last Supper and how he shares with the disciples about the things that are going to happen and really foretells his own death. And we want to explore what that really means and why Jesus told the disciples that they should remember. You know, to understand the Last Supper, we really do need to understand uh, the Passover. You see, Jesus was gathering in that upper room with those disciples so that they could share the Passover meal together. And so I want you to understand uh, just a little bit. Now, there have been lots of people that have celebrated Passover throughout, you know, generations, literally thousands of years, and they may do things just a little differently than they were done before. Maybe some family have added some different traditions uh, into the celebration of this. But ultimately, the celebration of Passover has always included the same basic elements. And this is why Jesus was gathering together. Matthew chapter 26 
uh, we're going to be reading. I, I wanted to read verse 17 that just shows you exactly what the intention was here. It says, On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? And that is exactly what Jesus was going to do. He was going to share the Passover meal with the disciples. Now, the Passover meal was meant to be a celebration of how God brought deliverance to the people of Israel. You know, Moses was used as a leader and as a prophet and able to speak the words of God into the life of the people of Israel, people that were enslaved in Egypt for many hundreds of years. And God was setting them free from that slavery. And so there was, there was miracles and there was uh, amazing things that were done. But these basic elements go into the Passover meal so that they will remember what that deliverance was all about. And the four basic things are this. There's the story of Moses being the leader, the plagues that God used to punish Egypt and how the deliverance took place. Everyone tells that story when they celebrate Passover. Also, there is a lamb. It is killed to make a meal. People remember that the blood it was put on the doorposts when Israel left Egypt so that they, the angel of death would literally pass over that home and that the people of Israel would be saved from the punishment that was coming with that plague. There is unleavened bread in the meal and it shows really how quickly the people of Israel left uh, from Egypt. They, they didn't even have time, literally, to let bread rise. God told them just to prepare it, uh, have this quick meal, and get out. And then there are, of course, cups of thanksgiving. They share wine or juice and be able to honor God and how he continually saves Israel. And there's a, a thanksgiving element to Passover that is so important. Now, Jesus was gathering his disciples so that they could reflect and review all of these things about what it meant for God to bring deliverance to the nation of Israel. But at the same time, Jesus was telling his disciples that he was fulfilling the Passover, that he literally was going to become the, the Passover lamb, a sacrifice for the sins of people. And they didn't always understand what he was talking about, what it meant that he was going to suffer and die. And so he gave them some symbols within the Passover meal to remember him by and remember the things that he was saying. And so I want to, first of all, just read the, the portion in Matthew 26 that talks about how they went about uh, celebrating and what Jesus said to the disciples. And then we're going to talk about the significance of those things. So in Matthew 26, starting at verse 26, it says, while they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup when he had given thanks, and he gave it to them, saying, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Now, Jesus shared this meal, and then he shared the significance of how he was fulfilling many parts of this meal. And so he gave the disciples this memorial. Now, they may not have understood what it meant to remember him, but after Jesus was raised from the dead, when he had died on the cross and was buried and then resurrected, then they understood the significance of the Last Supper. 
when Jesus gave them the bread and the wine in a way that they could honor him and honor the sacrifice that he made for all of mankind. And so let's talk about the significance of these emblems. First of all, the significance of the bread. The bread represents Jesus' body. Now, the reason Jesus came in the flesh and dwelt among mankind was so that he could reveal the relationship that it took to have with God. And that there was a possibility for every person to have that that human to spirit relationship that comes with knowing who God is and having that close connection with God. Jesus was able, because he was born as a man, to be able to show them what it meant to connect with God. And so he revealed his humanity in the midst of a very human body. And it was through this body that Jesus laid his life down. He suffered and he died uh, in the natural body in order to show people that there was a very real sacrifice that was taking place in order to redeem people from their sin. He was going to, to suffer and he was going to die and he knew this even while he was celebrating with his disciples. In fact, he talked about how he was even going to be betrayed by one of his own and they had a discussion around the table about that very thing. As difficult as these things were, Jesus decided that it was so important that people be able to enter the kingdom of God, that he would lay his life down, sacrifice his body and his blood in order to be able to see people come to the forgiveness of sin. Now, I want to show you something that uh, occurred to me as I was reading through John chapter 10. In John chapter 10, Jesus talks about being the good shepherd and he uses illustrations of of uh, being a shepherd, of being a sheep herder, and what it meant to uh, have that relationship with the natural world. And so he uses it as an example. And in John chapter 10, starting at verse 7, he says this, Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And so we need to understand the uh, the context of shepherding. Jesus referred to himself as the good shepherd and ultimately how he cares for the sheep and how the sheep hear his voice. You need to know that there were times when a shepherd would protect his sheep by putting them in a fold, uh, an enclosure so that they couldn't get out and the wild animals couldn't get in. And there were times when the shepherd became literally the gate to the enclosure, that he would lay his body down at the entrance so the sheep wouldn't go out and no animals would, that were going to be uh, predators would be able to get in. And so the body of the shepherd literally became the gate that the sheep could come and go that where they would find safety. And so I want you to understand what, what Jesus has done when he said that he was giving his body, that the disciples needed to remember his body. It was because he was laying down the human life that God had given to him for the sake of people that he was protecting, that he was providing protection for people through the sacrifice of his body. And, um, you know, we need to be thankful as we come to this communion uh, supper, this last supper of the Lord, we take this bit of bread, this this little piece of cracker that you may have, representative of Jesus' body, we are 
being grateful for what he has given to us, for the safety that he has provided, for the forgiveness that he is granting. And so we come with thankfulness. Also, he gave a cup, a cup of wine, a cup of juice that uh, you may have, and we're going to share in a few moments, but there's significance behind this cup. And the cup is representative of Jesus' blood. In the context of the first Passover, the lamb was uh, slaughtered and the, the blood was applied to the doorposts on that first Passover. And the blood was a sign that the death angel should not come to that home, that there would be no death in that home, that they would be protected because the, the blood was a sign over that home. And so the, it was significant that the blood represents Jesus or that God's promise. It's God's promise of protection, but God's promise of forgiveness, that there's no sin or punishment for sin that's going to be held against those people. Now, that was a part of establishing that first covenant. When Moses led the people out of Egypt and into the wilderness, God met them there and established the Ten Commandments, established them really as a nation. And in that covenant, they understood the significance of what God had done in delivering them. That literally, when they celebrated Passover, they were celebrating a deliverance. They were free from slavery. And in the same way, Jesus is saying, there's going to be a deliverance for those that believe in me. And so when we look at the cross, when we look at how he sacrificed his body, but also his blood, we realize it is very significant that Jesus was laying his life down becoming the sacrifice for our sin, for the forgiveness. In Hebrews chapter 10, it says this, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, and by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water. You know, when we take the cup in the communion service, we are identifying ourselves with what Jesus has done. We are expressing our faith and saying, I know that Jesus has shared uh, with me the forgiveness of sin, that he, his blood has atoned for our sinfulness. And so we come confessing and we ask God to forgive us and he forgives us because the blood of Jesus has been shed for the forgiveness of sin. And so when we take the cup, we need to be thankful. We need to be grateful for the blood of Jesus. We need to honor him with thankfulness saying, I am forgiven because of Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but in our home, uh, we used to take a lot of pictures and get them printed. And then after they were printed, we put them in books. We put them in photo albums. Sometimes Cindy would even take those photos and she would scrapbook them and they would be beautiful works of art in the midst of the reflection and the memory of what we had done. So if we'd gone to Disneyland or we went camping or whatever the family was doing, maybe we celebrated a birthday and there was pictures in a photo album to remember what had gone on in our family. Now today, of course, there's a lot of people that they never get their pictures printed, but they are in digital photo albums. And I, I challenge you, just take your phone and scroll through all of the photos. Go back some years, maybe five or maybe even 10 years worth of photos that you might have on your phone. 
and just remember what you've done, what you've been through, where you've gone, the people that you've been with. You see, those memories are hugely valuable. We like to remember what's gone on in our lives. And I bet as soon as you see some of those photos, you're gonna share them with a few people. You're gonna say, hey, look at this. Look what we looked like. Look what our, our hair was like uh, even 10 years ago. And so uh, it's, it's fun to remember. It's good to remember. When Jesus shared the Last Supper with his disciples, he was telling them that they should remember that they should not forget the sacrifice that he was making to lay down his body, to sacrifice his blood. And so he gave them this symbol within the Passover meal, this bread and this cup, that they would understand what it meant for him to lay down his life for the forgiveness of others. And so we're going to remember, we're going to honor him. And this is the main point of my message today. Sharing the Lord's Supper is an act of honoring Jesus Christ for the sacrifice of his life for the forgiveness of our sins. We remember, we confess, we reflect, and we worship Jesus as we share the emblems together. So we can show our thankfulness in the midst of sharing communion. And I'm gonna ask you to do that today. As we take these emblems that you have prepared for yourself, I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. This is what Paul shared with the Corinthian church and how he shared the word in order that they would remember Jesus well, that they would honor him well. And so please, let's share these things together. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting at verse 23, Paul wrote to the church and said, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take this bread, remembering Jesus' body, together. And continuing on, in verse 25, Paul said, In the same way after supper, he took the cup, saying, The cup, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's take it together. Thank you, Lord. Will you just take a a few moments and thank the Lord for what he's done. Lord, we, we give you honor. We give you thanks and we remember what you have done for us. We remember the body that was sacrificed. We remember the blood that was poured out. And God, we are grateful that we could be forgiven. We believe, we believe in you. We believe in the sacrifice that you made. We, we thank you for laying your life down. We continue to remember. And God, we, we pray today that you would help us, that you would help us to honor you all the days of our life. God, we, we really are thankful. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, it is a wonderful thing to be able to share together, to encourage one another. And that's why when we are at the Lord's table, it is something that we can do in order to inspire each other's faith. 
I trust that you will continue believing in Jesus, trusting in him. Keep on calling on his name and honoring not only the death, but also the resurrection of Jesus as we work towards this great celebration in Easter. God bless you today. Good.